was a boy who was a dreamer. Ryan Fox here, joined alongside Kenny Heath, and welcome to episode 18 of the Central Texas Football Podcast, the Texas High School Football State Championship State Championship Week edition of the CTFP. And Kenny, how are you doing today, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, getting ready. We're geared up. You're going to be up there tomorrow. This is Tuesday, so tomorrow morning. You're going up there with the radio station. I'm going up there with some buddies, and we're going to go watch some football. Yes, sir. Best week of the year. I am so excited. We have a lot of great games. We're going to touch on every game today, more so in depth with our local teams. Uh, Abbott's playing this week. Mart's playing. And, of course, China Spring as well. A lot of great games to dive into. And first off, I've got to apologize. We said last week we were going to be at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame recording our state championship edition of the CTFP. Uh, some stuff fell through. Uh, Kenny and I got a lot of, a lot of a little bit busy with our work schedules and everything. Some stuff fell through. So we're recording here Tuesday night at our usual studio out here in Whitney. And I want to express a heartfelt thank you to Mr. Kenny Heath for dinner tonight. You are a grill master, sir. He grilled us <laughs> some, some ribeyes. We had some baked potatoes and uh, the garlic bread. It was an unbelievable dinner. So, Kenny, thank you for that. Hey, no problem. Glad we finally got to do that. And, hey, we're not at the Hall of Fame Dude, anything to do with Jay Black and those yeah. guys, they were like, come on, but we just had too much stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So we're coming to you live from the worldwide headquarters in <laughs> Blum, Texas. So, the CTFP yeah. studios for, again, episode 18 of the Central Texas Football Podcast. Again, state championship week here in the state of Texas. Uh, 12 games, 24 teams are left. And, you know, this is a very, very exciting week, but at the same time, it's a very sad week because – at, at the end of Saturday night, the Texas high school football season is going to be over, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll have to do that long wait. Of course, you've got this little time. and I mean, it's interesting. I don't like it for the coaches, but, you know, this coaching change. So, you know, everybody's going to be I'm, – I'm dialed in to step on Twitter. Yep. See what coach is going where, who figuring out, you know, oh, there's an open spot, who's, who's going to get that job. That's interesting, but yeah, then you then you're gonna get seven on seven in, in the late spring, early summer, and then uh, before you know it, we're gonna be right back at two days. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. I mean, it's it's a year round thing. It feels like it, even in the off season. It's it's a long off season, but you know you have the little things like you said, seven on seven, and the coaching carousel and all that, just to, to keep football's year round here in the state of Texas. There's no doubt about that. But uh, yeah, we're here again, episode eighteen of the Central Texas Football Podcast. Great slate of games this week, of course. It's the state championship games. The best of the best across the entire state of Texas are playing this week, including three teams from our very own backyard in the greater central Texas area. Again, uh, and we'll touch on them as we go along. Abbott, Mark, and China Spring. And if you want to, on that borderline there between central Texas and the Brazos Valley, Franklin also playing on Thursday night as well. So if you really want to be technical about it, four teams from our backyard are playing in the state championship this week. It's going to be really, really exciting as always. And before we get to our state championship previews, on today's show, we had a chance to visit again with the sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald, uh, Bryce Cherry. And Kenny had a chance to sit down with Mr. Cherry, and we'll have that for you right now.
And that was Kenny's interview with the sports editor at the Waco Tribune Herald, Bryce Cherry. Thanks again to Bryce for joining us on episode 18 of the Central Texas Football Podcast, the state championship edition. And now let's dive right into these games. Kenny, uh, we're going to, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to go more in depth on uh, the three or four games that you know, feature the teams from the Central Texas area that we've been covering all season long. So we'll do that. And then we'll kind of just do like a little pick them, just skim through the rest of the games and just give our, you know, two cents and our picks for those games as well. <clears throat> so we will start now. The This game will be played tomorrow, Wednesday, 2 o'clock kick at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. The Abbott Panthers... Uh, Coach Terry Crawford's squad taking on last year's 1A Division I state champions in the Westbrook Wildcats. What do you see in this game, Kenny? Well, you know, we don't cover six-man a whole lot. Yeah. You know, I'm going to – not shy about saying when I'm going to be a homer, I'm going to be a homer. I just think uh, Abbott's got a stud in Mason uh, Hill. Hill. Mm -hmm. And if they get the Raleigh Stastala kid back, which they think they might, we're here. I mean, you've got a two-headed monster, and even if he just helps you on defense, and you know, I think this has kind of been Abbott's year. Last year they had a young team, and they, they were one one away, a couple of points away. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Abbott in this one. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a tough one to pick. You know, the, this is this is a true coin flip pick em game right here. And you look at the other side with Westbrook. I saw this team play in the state championship last year, and they had a dude – in their backfield. He'd play the quarterback backfield. I'm not 100% sure how six-man works with the positioning and stuff. All I know is he got the ball almost every play, and that man's name is Cedric Ware. He was the dual MVP in last year's game in the 1A A Division I six-man state championship game. Uh, where they defeated Motley County last year. Cedric Ware was the dual MVP. He was both the offensive and defensive MVP for Westbrook. So that tells you what kind of player that Cedric Ware is for the Westbrook Wildcats. Aside from that, we don't know much about him. But, of course, the, the Abbott Panthers, you know, like you said, they got Mason Hale. And you talked about it with Bryce. There could be a chance that um, Riley – what's his, how do you say his last name? Sestala. Sestala, Riley Sestala, the sophomore will – potentially come back in this one but even if not the Abbott offense really hasn't missed a beat with Mason Hale they put up 88 points in their semifinal win uh, against Erie County last week and they're undefeated and you know they're 14-0 and these teams are very very similar uh, offensively they both score around 55 points per game but the difference here in this game for me Kenny I think it'll be Abbott's defense Abbott's defense gives up just under 10 points a game while Westbrook's defense gives up just under 20 so I think that'll be the difference here. Abbott's defense has been phenomenal all season. They have, what, seven or eight shutouts, I believe, yeah. throughout the regular season and up, up until this point. They're unbelievably – they're fast. For for most six-man teams, they're very, very fast, very physical, and they're just a well-coached football team. Coach Terry Crawford, he's been doing it a very, very long time. And I'm with you. I, I'm going to go home here, and I'm going to take the Abbott Panthers to get their second state championship in program history. Their first one was back in 2015. Um, trying, the name escapes me. He, The head coach there, I think he's the coach at Blum now. That was the head coach in Abbott in 2015. No, Cooper Thornhill is the Cooper head coach Thornhill. in Blum, but he was the assistant. I think assistant. Was Terry Crawford was the coach. Okay. So he's been there for a while. And the, the, the one thing, you talk about that defense, I think that's where the uh, Sestala kid helps them the most is on yes. defense. So if they get him back, the defense is that much better. And, uh, and it's like Bryce, we talked about earlier, this is a very deep team. They carry 20-something kids mm-hmm. on, on their roster. and that's, It's not something you've seen in six-man. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got Abbott. Yeah, I, I got Abbott as well. It's going to be a really, really fun game. Again, the 1A Division One State Championship be kicked off Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock between the Abbott Panthers and the Westbrook Wildcats. Undefeated Abbott, uh, Coach Terry Crawford, uh, looking for their second state championship win. Uh, Westbrook looking to go back-to-back here again. They were the 1A Division One state champions last year, and it'll be a really, really fun uh, first afternoon matchup for Wednesday of the state championships. And, again, we'll stay at Wednesday for our next game on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. This is a game that I'll be working. Uh, the Mart Panthers taking on the Albany Lions Wednesday night at 7 o'clock at AT&T Stadium. Really, really exciting game here. But Mart Panthers, I mean, let's just say we've been talking about it all year. They're, they're just absolutely dominant. They've 
absolutely just ran through every team they played, especially since the playoffs have started. Their closest game was all the way back, I believe it was week three or four, when they played at Centerville, at Centerville, and they won the game 21-20. and Aside from that, their, their closest win was last week when they beat Burton by 27 points. The final on that one, 41-14, uh, Mart won that one. And that's just – it's even more impressive when you think about – the Burton team, their defense had given up nothing through the first four rounds of playoffs. No points had given up defensively, and Mar just went up and scored 41 points on them. And it was just an unbelievable, unbelievable performance by the Mart Panther defense. And that's the thing about this Mart team. We've talked all year long about you know, Jonah Ross, uh, you know J.D. Bell, all those guys, and Brandon Lundy, that explosive offense. But they're just as good defensively. They give up just, just over six points a game. They've been unbelievable all year long, Kenny. Yeah, and it's, we talked about this with Bryce, and he brought it up. Hey, uh, Coach Hoffman, he yeah. loves his size on both sides mm-hmm. of the line. Big dudes on the offensive line, defensive line. And like you said, I think Mark's offense starts with Mr. Ross. The dude strong for 2,500, rushed for 1,000. And then uh, J.D. Uh, uh, Bell, mm-hmm. sophomore, running yeah. back. And then you got a medlock in there getting 500 yards. The offense is off the charts, but the defense is just as impressive. Yeah, they, they've been absolutely phenomenal all year long. And this Albany team just as good now. They're 13-2, and two, and you got to think, one of their losses – was to one of the teams that we won't touch on too deeply, but another one of the state championship teams here in Holly. They played Holly back in uh, the pre-district schedule, and they only lost 26-14 to against Holly, and that's a very good Holly team at that. So this Albany team, very, very battle-tested. They've been really, really good throughout the playoffs. They scored 53 on a really good new home defense last week as well. They're very, very good. They're very fast. I think... I think a lot of people kind of underestimate underestimate the speed of Albany here. I mean, you know, I don't think there's anyone in the state that's faster than Mart, but if there's a team that's close to him, I think out of all the teams that matched up, Albany has the speed and athleticism to match up with Mart. Oh, they definitely got the athletes. I mean, this yeah. is, it's kind of a, you know, when I think of Albany, I think about run, 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 which they have. They've rushed for over 4,000 yards this year. But, heck, they've thrown the ball for over 2,000 yards this year, yeah. too. So they're not – I mean, if you look at Mart – what they've done to run heavy teams is well, what they've done to everybody. You know, yeah. They're, they're going to stop the run. So I think the key for Albany is like, hey, can we get something, go- maybe get something going early in the passing game and then come back at him with the run? I don't know that that's going to work, though, because I just think Mark's uh, team on a mission this year. Yeah, especially, you know, going out in the semifinals last year and then there's that crazy stuff in the offseason about Coach Hoffman retiring for, what, nine or ten days, coming back, and then just – and he came back for a reason. He's – he you can – you know with Co- Coach Hoffman, he's been doing this a long time. He could see it. He knew what he had mm-hmm. going into this group coming up this season, and they have absolutely you know, paid dividends for him coming back. They've been very, very just dominant all year long. And they're they're just a complete team on both sides of the ball. They have a lot of two way two way starters there as well, and that helps. They have unbelievable athletes, phenomenal coaching staff. They're really and the same thing with Albany. Their head coach Denny Heath, he's been at Albany. This is his thirty sixth season at Albany. How about that? He, they've made it to under Denny Faith. They've made it to the state championship four times, but they've lost all four times. So. Now, this team's going to be playing for their coach as well. Coach Danny Faith, in his fifth appearance, trying to get that first title. You think his kids ain't going to be playing for him to try to get that oh, for yeah. him? Well, Coach Faith, man, that's the – if you're lo- looking to build a program, that's the kind of guy you want. Man. Yep. He's going to be there forever. He's going to take care of your kids. They're going to win football games. Uh Big fan of his. I just don't think he's going to get that state championship this year. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And then another thing with Coach Hoffman, congratulations to Coach Hoffman as well. Last week that there went over Burn, it was his 106th career victory, which puts him all-time on the Mark Coach winning list as he passed Rusty Nail. He tied Rusty Nail back in the, their quarterfinal win against uh, Lovelady at 105 wins. Last week against Burt was his 106th win, so he is now the all-time winningest coach in Mark history. So congratulations to Kevin Hoffman there. Unbelievable dominance. 106 and 11 is his record at Mark. <laughs> Three state championships, and they're, go- they're going for his fourth uh, under Coach Hoffman, and their ninth as a program overall. Just dominant. They're number two on the all time wins list in Texas high school football history. And uh, I mean, they're just dominant. They're just yeah. such a well run program. Great athletes, great coaches. 
And I think that just carries them. They've, they've scored 57 points per game, giving up six. That's just a, a recipe for success, looking at the numbers alone. I think – I honestly think Mark rolls here, Kenny. Yeah, and, you know, like we said, kudos to Coach Faith and his guys. But I just feel like Mark was, you know – there's a reason Hoffman came back. He, yes. I mean, he had second thoughts, and mm-hmm. he came back because he knew this team was going to be very good, and they are very good, and I think they're they're going to win it. Yeah. It's going to be – I mean, I think I think Albany, with their speed and athleticism, and they're, they're big up front. Make no mistake about it. They're big and physical up front, and they're very fast. They're, they're, they're technically sound, fundamentally sound. I think it's going to be a fun – I think it's going to be a fun game for at least a, a half, maybe a quarter – but I think, you know, Mart, I mean, they're just – we've been saying all season long, like, all oh, this team might push them. This team might push Mart a little bit. No one's been able to do it. And I just I, I just don't see it happening here at all. I mean, but that – again, that's no knock against Albany and uh, Coach Denny Faith and company. But Mart's just that good, Kenny. Yeah, and, you know, if you look at their schedule, uh, I'm interested what happened with them and Coleman week one. This is a tie. Well, I guess they got canceled. I don't know what happened to that game. That's what it's saying mm. on Max Preps. But, yeah. uh, you know, they uh, we saw Holly last week, and Holly was really impressive. Yes. So, no shame in losing to those guys. Uh, you know, and they lost to uh, Comanche, a team that uh, was pretty good. I think they got beat in the first, second round this year. But, you know. Second, just, yes. Cause they, they finished 10-2. and two. Yeah, I can't uh, steer away from picking Martin this game. I think they're going to do it. Yeah, it's going to be – I'm trying to check on that Coleman thing. So, Coleman played – Played Albany. Looking at their looking at Coleman's schedule on Dave Campbell's, it doesn't have Albany at all. Maybe that's just like a mess up on this on the Max Prep schedule yeah, or something. But yes, yeah, but you're right. Their two losses are to a a three a three A team in Comanche that went that won ten games, and then a Holly team. That is playing in the 2A Division One state championship on Thursday morning. So again, no shame in those two losses. They're battle tested. They played really good teams, but Mark, Mark's just a machine, man. Uh, I think. Well, it looks like that score was from eight twelve. So that, that must have been a scrimmage somebody put in. Okay. Match prep, so. Okay, that makes sense then. Well, that helps as well. Sorry, sorry, I didn't do my research before I started <laughs> That's spouting <hard>. off records. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, regardless, I think it's I think it's clear here. We I think. Honestly, I think March played better teams already than they've seen than they're going to see in Albany, and they've rolled all across the board. I mean, uh, Coleman again, it, or not Coleman, rather uh, Centerville is the only team that's you know been up there with Mart, and Mart was punching up in that game as well, going a full classification oh, yeah. higher, and they and they still got the win on the road over Centerville, twenty one twenty. So this Mart team, they're battle tested as well. You know, any team that's in the state championship is battle tested. There's there's no doubt about it, but. Um, Mart rolls here. I, I think they get their ninth state championship. I think Coach Kevin Hoffman gets his fourth with the Panthers. And now we'll move on now to Thursday evening. The Franklin Lions taking on the Brock Eagles. Man, this is a fun matchup here, Kenny. Um, you know, Mar- Brock. First off, yeah. First off, let's take a look at Brock. They started off the season zero and four, and but it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, like a. No. Look at who they played. It was you know, a rough, rough schedule. They yeah. played Texarkana, Pleasant Grove, and they were leading in that at halftime of that game. By the way, seven to nothing. They played uh, Wichita Falls, Hershey. You know, they they played some really, really tough teams and punching up in their classifications as well. And it's paid dividends from there. They start off 0-4, and now look at them. They've won 11 straight games, and they're playing for the state championship. And they did. They moved on in impressive fashion last week against Malakoff. They won that game. I believe the score was 21-10. But that one touchdown by Malakoff was not on offense. The The Brock defense did, only gave up a field goal last week in that effort against Malakoff, a really good Malakoff team in that, to move on to the state championship here. And what can you tell us about this Franklin team, though, Kenny? Well, you know, when you think of Franklin, you think of uh, Bryson Washington, you think of the, the, the other sophomore running back. that Jane Jackson. Up. Yeah, Jane Jackson. But let's get back to Brock real quick. Uh, man, what a defensive performance mm. they had against Malakoff because, you know, just about everybody, not everybody, but you know they, you know the way Malakoff had played all year. You know they got beat by Grandview earlier in the year, swept their district, pretty much no contest. You know took out a really good West team, yep, and then uh, beat Grandview the way they did, and then now you rolling against Brock and their defense playing so well, and uh, 
turns out Brock's defense is what <laughs> what did it. And I, I know uh, with the Franklin, you're going to have a really heavy running attack and a team that I I uh, had Mount Vernon before the Bennett kid went out. Then I kind of said, well, I like Franklin to win it all. And I'm still there. Uh, Brock's really talented. You know, the, they, you know, since Coach Matthews has been there, they kind of ran that spread offense, and they got athletes all over the place. Really good quarterback. Uh, some good running backs and receivers. But, man, I just, you know, I'm kind of being the homer again, which Franklin's really the Brazos Valley, but we've covered them. And I'm going to go with Franklin. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to get some – it's it's hard to bet against Brock right now. I think they're the hottest team in all of class three right now. They're again eleven straight wins. I mean Franklin's got a huge winning streak of their yeah. own, but with just the way that Brock season started and the way they've completely turned it around, I think that tough pre district schedule, this is exactly why Coach Mathis did this with his Brock program mm-hmm. to set him up for success and bring him up, bring him up to this point. I mean, how many teams have started off 0-4 and then just fought their way to the state championship game? It hasn't happened very often, if ever. Yeah, and I don't think anybody played a schedule quite like they had. You know, you, you yeah. go back and look, and, you know, they lost to Pleasant Grove, which is a – that's a team that played a lot up in the 4A yep. division. Uh, Hershey been really good here lately. Uh, Wimberley, you know they're all the time. You, oh, the, you know, just yeah. named, they're in the state yeah. championship game this year. Yep. And then a Gunner team that's been really good for the last seven or eight years. Who's also, also in the state, in the state <laughs> championship game? So, so uh, a gauntlet to say the least. To <laughs> me, you know, uh, this is a coin toss. I don't. I mean, I have no idea how it's going to work out. You could see the athletes of uh, Franklin taking over on that run game, and just you know eating up clock and going on long scoring drives, or you could see this uh, high profile offensive brought you know just mashing them score for score. So I, I really don't know. I'm going to go with Franklin. Yeah, I, I'm going to go. Gosh, it's, it, it's hard because, like you said, this is a true pick'em game. I'm going to go Franklin as well, just because the pedigree. I mean, both these teams played in the state championship games last year too. Franklin got the win over Gunner, and then uh, Brock lost to Lorena in the Division One state championship last year. So both these teams have been here before. So the environment, you know, the crowds, the size of the stadium, it's not going to affect them at all. They're just going to come there and play football because they've been in this environment before. They know the stakes. They know how high profile this game is going to be. Um, they're going to come ready to play. Both these coaching staffs have been phenomenal with just you know, with Franklin, the consistency they've had the last two or three seasons, and then with Brock, it's just their coaching staff just completely being steadfast and that complete turnaround from 0-4, using that tough schedule to pay dividends up to this point, keeping them kids motivated. Because, I mean, you, you know the kids, the kids, despite starting off 0-4, you know, that plays into your mind a little bit. But I think the coaching staff really did a good job of keeping in this kid's mind. But, yeah, you're losing, but look at who are playing. It's going to help you pay dividends because when you get into deep in the playoffs like this, you've already seen teams that are, you know, this good or even better up to this point. And I think that's really helped them so far. Yeah, and it's like when we talked uh, with Coach uh, Grandy, Coach uh, Coach Ebner. Coach Ebner, you know, he scheduled two really tough games because yeah. he knew his district was pretty weak. Well, Brock scheduled four really tough games, and they had a pretty stout district, yep. too, with Weissboro being in there. So, yeah, they're, you know, the term battle test gets thrown around, but they are. And uh, I just really don't know. I'm going to go with Franklin because it's just a, kind of a hunch I have. But it's going to be a barn burner. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic ball game. And this is, this is a game we say it all year long. It's kind of cliche to say at this point. But this is a game that truly will be won in the trenches. How – because you know what Franklin's going to want to do. They're, they run that slot tee. They're going to want to run it up the middle, and then you just hit the holes, get seven, eight yards of pop, just take it to the house, whatever they got to do. Can the defensive front of Brock match up with that Franklin offensive front, or even on both sides of the ball, and control the line of scrimmage, try to limit the Franklin rushing attack, try to get them behind the chains, make them do something they won't, they don't want to do. No one's really been able to do that up to this point in the season, but it's a state championship game. The stakes are high. Both teams are going to be absolutely ready to play. I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game at Thursday night at AT&T Stadium. But I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Franklin in this one too, Kenny. Yep. I agree. No doubt. And then our fourth game from our regional teams that we've been covering all season long, we will now look at the China Spring Cougars 
returning to the state championship game, this time at the 4A Division I level. They were the 4A Division II state champions last year when they beat Gilmer 31-6, to or 31-7, rather. And then this year, they moved up to 4A Division I. They didn't miss a beat, Kenny. They brought in the, the Wimberley transfer quarterback, Cash McCollum, brand-new head coach in Tyler Beatty, uh, hired up from the offensive coordinator spot of last year's team and they haven't missed a beat just with all those things considered an impressive run for the china spring cougars this year and they're taking on a really really good bernie team here kenny 15 and 0 both these teams are exactly similar offensively they both score an average of 44.2 points per game and the defense are pretty similar as well um China Spring giving up just over 17 points a game. And then the Bernie team, just a little bit better, giving up just under 13 points per game. The, uh, and Bernie, they have a lot to play for here, too, obviously, in the state champions state championship games. But Bernie has yet to claim a state championship ever in their football program history. In fact, this is their first time even making it to the state championship game in program history, and they've been playing football since 1924. Exciting doings here for the Bernie Greyhounds. They've been absolutely electric all season long. Coach Shea Hendricks Shea Hendricks over there. Uh, he took over a few few years ago, a few years ago rather, uh, coming over from Frisco Heritage, and he took that job. and He's been doing a great job, and he finally got over that hump and brought him to the state championship game this year. But China Spring, man, they've been really, really good. They're fourteen to one. Their one loss on the year was an eight point loss on the road at Dallas Parish Episcopal, which for most of, if not all of the season, was the number one private school ranked team in all of the state of Texas. So no shame in that one. Both these teams are really battle tested. Uh, you know, throughout the playoffs, China Spring, they uh, they got a huge win over an, an undefeated Anna team a couple weeks ago. Uh, took care of Bears this last week in the semifinals as well. And But you look at Bernie, too. Last week in their semifinal game, they beat a really good Tyler Chapel Hill team. Tyler Chapel Hill team, 35 to nothing. That's not a score I expected, Kenny. No, and I think kind of Bernie snuck in underneath the radar. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people had Chapel Hill winning that uh, that region. And they, I did. They blanked yeah. them. But, you know, they look who they beat. They beat Chapel Hill last week. Mm-hmm. Kyle Allen the week before that, <laughs> who's a, you know, yeah, all-time yeah. getting in there. And then you look at their stats, and they, they kind of remind me of a China Spring team, the way they spread the ball out. Mm-hmm. You know, they've thrown for uh, 3,500 yards. They've rushed for uh, uh, 2,500 yards. So kind of a, a multiple uh, attack on offense. Uh, but then you look at China Spring, man. Uh, I knew last week's game, you know, we kind of looked at the, the games going in. You knew the Holly Crawford game was going to be close. We figured Mark was going to roll. Abbott had already done it. And then this game – you know, we figured China Springs would win, but we knew that Decatur was going to score some points because they just had too much firepower. This team's got just about as much firepower as Decatur has, mm-hmm. and their defense isn't that bad. So, yeah. uh, Bernie, man, kind of a – I don't know. They kind of snuck through there without – I mean, I'm not saying they don't deserve to be here, but nobody really picked those guys winning this region. Uh, yeah, I think they're just – they just quietly went about their business, go in there, get their business done, win, and then move on to the next one. And that's that's kind of Shea Hendricks' mantra as well. I mean, they've just – they've just been – Keep their heads down, just go out and take care of business week by week. And it showed 15 and 0, 44 points per game while giving up just under 13. And like you said, they're both very, very similar offensively. They love to sling it around. They both have really good quarterbacks. Uh, Bernie's quarterback, his name slips my mind for the moment, he's only a sophomore, too. So you got to keep an eye out for this Bernie team for the future as well. I think this is going to be a really, I think this is going to be a high scoring game, Kenny, despite how good both these. Uh, defenses are both these teams are absolutely electric offensively. I think it'll be a really high-scoring game, and I mean, this is this is a true fifty-fifty pick for me too. I'm not sure who to take here. Well, I mean, when you're looking at China Springs, their defense is probably underrated. They're really good. You know, yeah. you can do what you did against a Hannah team, against a Stephenville team. Uh, that Decatur offense was phenomenal. They scored a ton of points this year. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the offense. You got Cash McCollum. You got a uh, Barton running back. You got half of the wide receiver. I mean, they and then you got a host of other people making plays. I'm going to go with China Spring again. I think our three local teams are going to they're going to sweep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think you know that Coach uh, Beatty's got them rolling, man. And I think I, I just I can't 
If I had to put my legit money on it, I would bet on China Spring. And you got another thing you got to consider when you look at this game. China Spring was here last year. They're, they've been in this environment. They've played a lot of football the last three years. They, and they had all those extra week of practices extra weeks of practice have really paid dividends as well you know Bernie the question here is will they be able to overcome this huge environment of of playing at AT AT&T Stadium and being in that environment it's going to be a great crowd Friday night I would imagine it's going to be unbelievable environment so can Bernie handle that environment change and will they be able to you know just you know, aside from that, just try to combat this China Spring team because, again, they've been here before. They're very, very similar offensively and defensively, scheme-wise, size-wise, athleticism-wise. I think it's going to be a fun matchup here. But I, I, I think just with having that little bit more experience of being here last year and just knowing what the environment is going to be like, I'm going to give a very, very slight edge to China Spring here. But I'm not going to be surprised at all if Bernie wins. No, and, you know, Child Springs got some intangible. You know, Thomas Barr is a hell of a kicker, one of the best kickers in the state, yep. especially in 4A. So that may come into play. Uh, yeah, you know, I just think Child Springs too strong. And, and uh, my hat's off to the Bernie. Those guys are doing a great job, but mm-hmm. I just think it's Child Spring. Yeah, it, again, it's hard to choose. I'm going to go Child Spring as well uh, just because they've been here before. But it's going to be a really, really exciting matchup. I think this, this, this game, it's probably one of those under-the-radar games that – when you look at the entire slate of state championship games, not everyone's probably, it's probably not going to be high on anyone's list, but I think it's going to be a phenomenal ball game. I think it's got a chance to steal the show here on uh, Friday. I think it's going to be a great game. And uh, that'll do it for our, a, uh, our local team games that we go a little bit more in depth on. But now let's go ahead and jump into our pickums for all 12 state championship games and we'll go through the games we just talked about as well and if we if we know anything about any of these teams we'll we'll put our two cents in so we'll start tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock benjamin and lorraine uh, this is this game's interesting because Benjamin, they have the Rigdon kid now who came in from Strawn, who was the state championship MVP last year for Strawn when they uh, got got their win. It slips from my, slips from my mind who they played last year. I think they played uh, Motley County. I said earlier that Westbrook played Motley County, but I think Westbrook played, played May last year and Strawn played Motley County. So um, yeah, and then and then that's a that's a question I, I want to ask um, Greg. Tepper about this as well with Rigdon winning the state championship last year with uh with Strawn and then coming back this year with Benjamin has a chance to win it again I want to ask him has there ever has there ever been a player that won the state championship with one school one year and then the very next year came back to the state championship with a different school and won it again I think that's an interesting question yeah that would be a good one to ask because I can't remember and I of course my knowledge doesn't go back very far, but yeah, that that is a good question. And you know, the the Rigdon kid, golly, what you know, he had two older brothers. Mm-hmm. Did they all go through Holly or through uh, Strong? Or I, th- I think dad, so. Was dad coaching somewhere else? Because I know they. I'm not sure. Didn't they go to Mount Pleasant? I think they were trying to love a man. The, the older mm-hmm. brothers, they moved to Mount Pleasant for one year, then come back to Six Man. Yeah, I've got uh, Benjamin because if you got that Rigdon kid on, I mean, you just need one. You yeah. don't need just one, but it helps to have that one game breaker type kid on your team. Yep. And Benjamin definitely has it with the, the Rigdon kid, so I'm gonna go with Benjamin. Yeah, and we've been talking about it all year. And in, in cases when it, when in doubt, go with the team that has the, the the dude. And in this case, it's it's Rigdon with Benjamin. There's no doubt about that. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna take Benjamin in this game as well. Now, one A Division One, one of the games we talked about earlier, Abbott taking on Westbrook. Westbrook, the defending. 1A Division I state champion. Uh, they were winners over May last year, and then Abbott looking for their second state championship under coach Terry Crawford. This will be their first state championship game. We didn't mention this earlier, but this will be their first state championship game for Abbott in AT&T Stadium. Whenever they won back in 2015, I believe they played that game at Shotwell Stadium yep, in Abilene. Yep. So, and again, we talked about it before, um, just talking about it with Coach Crawford. He took his kids up to AT&T Stadium on Friday to try to get them, took them on a tour so they could see the stadium, see the locker rooms, and just get a feel for the environment when they're coming into tomorrow on uh, Wednesday afternoon. I think that's a great thing. Just get the that's a good idea. Get yeah. the sparkles out of the kids' eyes and just see what it's all about, see where you're going to be playing. I think that was a great idea as well. Um, I, I'm, we talked about it before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Abbott here. Yeah. Me as well. 
Then another one of the games we talked about, Mart versus Albany. We talked this game up earlier, but, again, I think Mart rolls here. Yeah, I think the Panthers are going for number 10. Is that what it is? Uh, number, nine, the nine. number nine. N- yeah, number four nine. under Coach Hoffman and number nine as a program at all, which is unbelievable feat. Unbelievable feat. So congratulations to Mart for making it again. Now, uh, 2A Division One state championship. This will kick off Thursday uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning. Man, Refurio versus Holly, Kenny. This is awesome. We saw this Holly team play last week against Crawford over in Mineral Wells. This team's good, man. Hey, that first half, that offense was – Phenomenal. I mean, yep. kudos to Crawford for, you know, figuring out a way to kind of slow it down in the second half. Uh, three – their first three drives, they just marched down the field and scored. Mm-hmm. Now their last drive, it was right at the last seconds of the half and they ended up punting. Uh, Crawford hung tough with them, you know. And yep. I think they were in it until maybe about three minutes left in the in the, in the game when they tried mm-hmm. that little uh, flea flicker. And, got and the inter- dude was wide open, but it just took too long for the play to develop. The safety came over and made a hell of a play. Holly goes down and scores and kind of puts it out out of the uh, the game out of, out of uh, business. But man, Holly, I don't know. I know Refurio. I, I know all about them. Uh, they've been here a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I just think it might be Holly's year, man. Just watching those I think guys so up front. They've got so many weapons. Uh, I, I'm gonna go Holly. Yeah, I'm gonna go Holly as well. They're absolutely. They are manhandlers up front on that offensive line. We saw they dominated the line of scrimmage almost from start to finish against a really, really good Crawford front seven last mm-hmm. week. And they're just really, really good. I think a big thing with them them having Austin Compton back this year because they, they had him throughout the season last year, but he was hurt in the state championship game. So they had to move number 11. I, his name escapes me. That man's a dude as a well, dude. absolutely, of the defensive end and wide receiver spot. He had to come in and play running back for Holly last year. But I think now him getting back to move out and play his position that he's comfortable with at wide receiver and defensive end and then moving Austin Compton back into that running back role he was a man last week he oh, yeah. he ran all over Crawford last he week he, he made, I mean he reminded me of a of a kid that used to go to Whitney uh, Devin Wilson mm-hmm. because it looked like he was just kind of jogging around finding his spot and when he when he found his spot just hit him he would mm-hmm. hit it and Hell of an athlete, man. That, that kid's a good player. He's a bowling ball, too. He's like he's a little over six foot tall, definitely over 200 pounds. I mean, he is an absolute wrecking ball, crazy athletic. What really struck me was his footwork and his his vision because he followed those blocks yep. very, very well. Because there were many plays that were designed to go up the middle, and he just saw a lane outside and bounced down, just picked up an extra seven or eight yards. Austin comes in, man. And the, and their, their quarterback as well, I, I, I don't remember his name, but – Holly's quarterback, we saw him play last week. He was phenomenal. Yeah, they're made... loaded at the skill position. Yeah. I mean, they got two or three wide receivers to go make plays. Great running back, good quarterback. You know, the, the routes, you know, a lot of time and stuff where, you know, the quarterback would boom, boom, boom and throw the ball and his receiver would be there. And, it was, and, and we, know, talk, we, talked about, we talked about that at the game as well. You know, that stuff you do during the summertime in mm-hmm. the offseason, just being out there and throwing routes to each other. And it's just, it's just that chemistry. And, I mean – you know, a small town. There's not many move-ins in places like this. These kids have probably been playing with the playing football with each other since they were little kids. You know, back in the peewee days. So that they know each other very well. They know each other's tendencies, everyone's strengths, and they take full advantage of it. And they're just they're such a complete football team at the class two A level as well. I, th- I think this will be a really fun game. But Refurio, man, they've been here before because Jason Herring and company. They've been here. This is their first appearance since 2019. They have, I think. I think a big advantage that Refurio will have in this game is their team speed. You know, uh, they're just very, very athletic and speedy all around the board. They're they're very similar to Holly offensively. They're very balanced. They like to run and run and throw at a balanced pace. But I mean, just just from what we saw from Holly last week on both sides of the ball, they were a phenomenal football team. I think Holly wins here. Yeah, I got Holly. And three division two game, Poth making their first state championship appearance, taking on Gunner. Uh, Gunner, they just been a perennial playoff team. There's, I mean, I, I would, I would say that they're probably the mart of Class Three Division Two. You know, they're as just, of late, they sure they are. I mean, you know, and I'm sure Poth has a great squad. Um, but there's no way I'm picking against Gunner in this, no. in this game. There's, there's just can't do it. Yeah, it's tough here. I think I think the thing with Poth, I think they're going to be the bigger team, especially in the trenches. But I think just with Gunner Speed and their athleticism up front and and in the skill positions as well, I just I don't know I don't know much about either team. I really don't know anything about Poth. But with Gunner, I mean, 
you just look at their resume. They they had they've just flown through the playoffs. They dominated their region. They got. I think the state championship game was played last week when they when Gunner played Canadian and they won that game twenty four twenty one. Yeah, that was a heck of a game. Yeah, I, I I really think that was a state championship game here. I I don't know. I don't want to say Gunner rolls here, but I think they win pretty comfortably, Kenny. Yep, I agree. And one of the other games we mentioned earlier, uh, Franklin versus Brock here. Again, tough game to pick here, but I'm, I'm going to go Franklin, Kenny. Yeah, I'm going Franklin. Then another interesting matchup here for a Division II, Wimberley versus Carthage in a battle of unbeatens. Carthage, you know, they they got they had their hands full last week with Hudson Wine and those Glenrose Tigers. What was it, tied up late in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter? And uh, Glenrose Glen driving and it was, fumbled the ball on that zone read. Yeah, oh, yeah it was tied at 35. They were driving down the field to score. Glen Rose was, and then they fumbled right at midfield. And then Carthage just did what they did. They got the ball back, went down the field, and scored. I, there wasn't much time left when they Seven scored. Yeah, it was very minimal time. And then just – but gl- hats off to Glen Rose oh, and Hudson man. White and company. They put up a hell of a fight over – and – I didn't know this until I was like watching the broadcast. Whenever um, Glen Rose took the lead, whether in the second half, that was the first time Carthage had trailed all season, <laughs> Kenny. They did not trail at all in the 2022 football season until last week at Glen Rose. So Glen Rose, they put up a hell of a fight, came up just a bit short against a perennial playoff team. But the thing with Carthage... They have eight state championships. They are eight and zero in state championship games, all under Coach Scott Surratt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, can you really pick against a guy that's eight and zero in state championship games? I can't. I, no, I can't either. I can't either. And Wimberley, to their credit, of course, they're they're fifteen and zero. They're here for a reason as well. But you know, Carthage got their hands full last week. I'm sure there was a little bit of butt chewing going on there whenever they came back for practice <laughs> this week over in Carthage, but. I, I mean, it's Scott Surratt. He's going to have those Carthage boys ready to play. But, I mean, no knock on Wimberley. They're going to be ready to play as well. And, again, they lost Cash McCollum to China Spring over the high school transfer portal, whatever yeah. you want to call it, back in the offseason. But, and look at them. They're in the state championship game too, so they're yeah. here for a reason. But I, I, you you can't pick against Scott Surratt in a state championship game until he gets beaten. So I'm going to go Carthage here. Yep, me too. Then our last game that we talked about earlier, China Spring and Bernie. I, I mean, I want to say China Spring here. It's so hard to choose. I'm going to go China, though, very, very slightly. I think it'll be like a, a three- to six-point game. Yeah, I agree, and I think maybe their uh, secret weapon is that place kicker, uh, Thomas Barr. Maybe mm-hmm. he comes through again like he's done, what, and, two times this year? Yeah, and second. They have a tendency to block kicks as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw in the state championship game last year when they played Gilmer, they had that uh, blocked uh, – Blocked a field goal touchdown to end the first mm-hmm. half, and that that swung the whole momentum because that was a ten point swing. Yeah, that swung the whole momentum of the game going into the second half, and China Spring rolled from there. Yeah, but you know, China Springs may be the difference maker here. I'm not sure. I think, but again, I think both teams match up really, really well in all phases of the game, in the trenches and in the skill positions. But the the slightest of edges to China Spring in this one, Kenny. Then 5A Division II, a rematch of the 2017 state championship game. College Station taking on Alito. How about this, Kenny? Alito's going for their 11th, 11th yep. state championship. Coach Buck is back, and yep. uh, I watched a little bit of that Longview-Alito game uh, when the, when the lightning delay showed up. I, I, that was a barn burner. I, I turned, turned it off. Um, Man, it's so hard because I like College Station. I think they've got a good squad. And you got to think, you got to think of where China's or uh, excuse me, College Station came from. They lost both their starting quarterback and running back, Marquise Collins, earlier in the year as well. They lost Marquise Collins for the year. I believe their quarterback was out for the year as well. I'm not entirely sure about that. But the fact that all that adversity they've overcame and they've made it all the way all the way to the state championship game because also Steve uh, Steve Huff was their uh, coach. He's now a Decatur. Mm-hmm. He left. And so they did all this losing their quarterback and running back and with a brand new coach, probably mostly new coaching staff, and they're back here again. That's an unbelievable job by this College Station team. Absolutely. And uh, it's hard. I mean, I, it's hard to pick against Alito because yeah. they've been here so many times. And I'm going to go Alito. Yeah, I'm going to go Alito as well. But I think, I think, again, this is one of those more underrated games of the week that no one's really going to be talking about because – 
I think a lot of people are going to have Alito as a huge prohibitive favorite, and for good reason. I mean, I'm probably with you. I'm probably going to take Alito on this one, but I think College Station keeps it competitive. They've probably been the underdog or, you know, overlooked in every game they've played this year, especially with after losing all the players that they've lost and along with their head coach. But I, I think they'll keep it close for throughout the duration of the ball game, but I think Alito pulls away at the end as well. And then Friday night, uh, the 5A Division II state championship game. Uh, Port Net or Five A Division One rather Port Neches Groves taking on or this is Five A Division I have a mixed up on the thing College Station's Five A Division One and then the Port Neches Grove South Oak oh, Cliff yeah, is yeah, Five A yeah. Division so I, I have those mixed up so this game will be Friday night and that College Station Alito game will be Saturday morning so apologies there but Friday night Port Neches Groves taking on South Oak Cliff in the Five A Division Two State Championship game. There's a lot of talk here about this game, Kenny, that this, this game might have a chance to break the attendance record. Well, you know, I don't know for a fact. They say that those PNG guys, they travel well, so they're mm-hmm. going to have a bunch of folks there. Of course, uh, South Oak Cliff, Dallas is right down the road. They're going to have tons of people. Yep. What impresses me is uh, Port Neches Grove, man. They, they've knocked off some dudes. You know, they beat Fort Ben Marshall, who I thought was – Unbeatable. Yeah, I, mean, I thought these, yeah. this that team. I and I saw that going to roll to the finals. Yeah, and I saw that Marshall team play back in week two of the playoffs. I, I did play by play for Waco University this year, and their second round matchup was Fort Ben Marshall, and that was even to this day all, of all the football I watched this year. This is the Fort Ben Marshall was the most complete team on both sides of the ball that I've seen even to this even to this day. And we saw a really good Holly team play last week. Yeah. Fort Ben Marshall was undoubtedly the most complete football team I'd seen at the high school level this year in the Texas high school football season. And that was a revenge game for Port Neches Groves as well. They played each other back in district for the district championship. Mm-hmm. And Port Neches Groves came back and got their revenge win over Fort Ben Marshall. And they've just been unbelievable throughout the playoffs as well. Who they play in the semifinals last week they played uh, liberty, liberty hill that's right and they rolled they blew, liberty, they blew them out and the week before that they beat fort ben marshall by eight yep. uh beat brenham by 10 knocked off a really good lbj austin team mm-hmm. by five so these guys have some skins on the wall yeah but uh man south oak cliff seems like they're a, a team kind of on a mission type deal because mm-hmm. they played a really tough pre-district also you know that you look mm-hmm. at their schedule and uh, they had duncanville Golly. on their and they, I think they play that Dallas Parish Episcopal team that China Spring played as well. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm trying to get their schedule to pull up. I think, I think they did, and I think they won that game, actually, against Parish Episcopal. I mean, they have, they have three losses. They they did the Brock method. They went in mm-hmm. that pre-district schedule playing a gauntlet to prepare them for coming back to this point, you know, to the state championship game. And honestly, back to the crowd, man, I think – you know, they're saying all over Facebook, social media, whatever, that Southeast Texas is going to bring 30,000 strong for Port Neches Groves. And then, I mean, I don't know if you were there last year, Kenny, but the state championship game last year with South Oak Cliff and Liberty Hill, there was nearly 40,000 people there, to all from Dallas, to support the South Oak Cliff team. And if, if you think they're not going to have that kind of support this year going back-to-back, you're absolutely out of your mind. I think I think personally that the attendance record gets broken in this game. This might have a chance to hit you know, 60,000 fans, which would be unbelievable. I think the record's around 53,000 back in 2013 with Allen and the Pearland game with Kyler Murray. And I, I think this has an unbelievable chance to get broken. I mean, they're, they're, they're campaigning for it on social media now. They're trying to get Southeast Texas, if you can, <laughs> yeah. get to AT&T Stadium. And it's the same thing. Uh, um, South of the Cliff, they have the ha- they're doing a blackout for if you're, if you're going to do uh, the, the game to support South of the Cliff, wear black, you know. And, that's, and they did the whiteout last year. So just to support their you know, team and the city of Dallas, I think it's going to be – Unbelievable matchup. I think even if the attendance record isn't broken, I think this will undoubtedly be the the best crowd of the entire week. I think it's going to be a really really fun game. Awesome environment. Who do you have taking this one? It's I don't know. I mean, you look at South Oak Cliff's three losses: twenty three ten to Dunkerville. They're playing for a state championship yep. game. Twenty one three Lancaster, another six A school. Forty two forty one to Desoto, who's playing for a state mm-hmm. championship game. I gotta go South Oak Cliff, man. Yeah. I just think they've just—they're just gonna overpower. They're just a better team. I, I agree. I, I think they are. Now they played some close games. You know, a, 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 
A uh, overtime win against uh, Midlothian Heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, a close game against Melissa. A really close game against Argyle. But I, they just find a way to get it done. And I think I like South Oak Cliff. Uh, this is the one I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to go Port Neches Groves. And I, th- I think I think with Port Neches Groves, I think – I mean, we talked about it. Both teams have played an absolute gauntlet throughout the playoffs. I think Port Neches Groves is the hotter team right now. I think they're better offensively than South Oak Cliff is. South Oak Cliff has the better defense. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. And defense wins championships, as we know. But Port Neches Groves, especially throughout the playoffs, their offense has been unstoppable you know, throughout this playoff run. And, again, I think they're going to have a great crowd, great environment, and incredible support from across southeast Texas. Again, this is going to be an unbelievable environment. I'm going to take Port Neches Groves in this one. And then uh, before we touch on these two 6A games, Kenny, with these two 6A games, do we have a chance for two teams from the same district to are, are playing for a state championship game out of that district of Doom, DeSoto and Duncanville? I mean, is that another thing? Has that ever happened before where two teams from the same district won their respective state championships in the same year? Because it's only – I think it's only possible in Class 6A, right, yeah. with, the, with, the, with the division split? I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's happened or not. Uh, that would be tomorrow. It'd be a good yeah. question for uh, Step because I'm sure he would know. I'm sure he's researched it. But that that's awesome. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me coming out of a district like that. Mm-hmm. Golly, so tough. Yeah, it's an unbelievable district. So, But, yeah, we'll start with the first team out of that district, DeSoto. Unbelievable playoff run they've made. And they're taking on Austin Vandergrift, who started off the season 0-1 and then have right off 14 straight wins to get to this point. I think this is a really, really fun matchup here, Kenny. Yeah, uh, you know, Austin Vandergrift coming out of the NRISD, what, what a good story. Uh, mm-hmm. They call him Vandy. I just don't know if they've got the firepower to hang with DeSoto. You know, I agree. I, I kind of I, I picked Harker Heights to beat DeSoto, kind of a homer deal yeah. two rounds ago. But kind of deep down, I knew DeSoto was just a better ball club. Uh, and it proved true. You know, DeSoto's got one loss to Duncanville, and then they lost to a uh, team out of Maryland. Yeah. Probably that recruits, you know, one of them private schools that yeah. do that stuff. I just don't see it. I think, I think we're going to have uh, – I think this is the year that – I'm like, Duncanville gets it done, I think, you're DeSoto. So, that South Dallas, South Oak Cliff, Duncanville, DeSoto, that area just south of I-20 and a little bit north of I-20, I think they're going to get it done this year. Yeah, it's going to be really, really awesome. I have DeSoto winning over Vandegrift as well. I think that's going to be – both 6A games have a chance to be really, really, really exciting. And then – now the Division One state championship state championship game. This is going to close out the entire week. Going to close out the 2022 Texas high school football season, and this is the fourth time these fourth time in the last five years that these two will be playing in the state championship game. We have Galena Park North Shore taking on Duncanville again, and you know the the last three last three times they played over the last five seasons. In the state championship game, North Shore has won every single time. I saw I, they played each other last year. I think the score was like thirteen to ten, something like that. Both teams were really young last year, mm-hmm. and a lot of the starters on both teams are coming back, except for North Shore. They've been missing their their young quarterback, uh, Caleb Bailey, for like the last six or seven weeks now. But their their guy, David Amador, they call him Touchdown Dave Kenny. He's been. He stepped into, right into that role from wide receiver to quarterback, and they, their offense really hasn't missed a beat. And what they did last week to Austin-Westlake, breaking, I believe, a 53-game winning streak. Are you kidding me? What a performance last week by North Shore. I, you know, I want to pick Dungaville here, just being the DFW team and all. I, I want to see Coach Samples get his state championship win. He, 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 a state championship has been the one thing that's eluded him in his illustrious career as well. But – I don't think North Shore rolls here, but I think they win pretty comfortably. Yeah, you're talking about the, the backup quarterback. That's just what great programs have. Mm-hmm. Just a, a next guy up top doing it. It reminds me, and it probably has nothing to do with it, but, you know, a couple of years ago when Grandview won the state championship, their left tackle went down with an ankle injury. They went and grabbed the linebacker, half the size, and started to do the left tackle. and Didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. So that's a great story about the backup quarterback i'm going duncanville i think 
that, like I said, south of 20 in the south Oak Club, that whole little area. I think little triangle. They're going to get it done. And, you know, I think it's time for Coach Samples to get his uh, get his ring. So I'm going with uh, Duncanville. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really awesome game. Another great environment as well. The last, the last three times they played each other, especially last year, the environment last year in this game, you know, tens of thousands of people. This one as well. It's going to be another great environment, another great game. I think it'll be really, really fun game to close out the uh, what has been a phenomenal 2022 Texas high school football season. And I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a great game. But I'm going to take. I have Duncanville circled, but I'm going to go North Shore. I'm going. I'm changing it up. I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to say North Shore. I think touchdown, Dave, and and the Mustangs get it done again because. It's it's hard. It's a hard pick for sure. But you never know. With Duncanville, they're, they're three losses against these guys in the state championship game. They might be more hungry than ever to get that win, especially for Coach Samples. But we'll see. But I'm going to take North Shore on this one. But, again, that will do it for us for the state championship edition of the Texas High School or the Central Texas Football Podcast, rather. And uh, uh, this will not be our last episode of the year, Ken. We're going to have one more, at least one more, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, by the way, we didn't do the Matt Step question today because I forgot to text Matt. So, that's on me. It's not on Matt. I, I didn't uh, hold up my bargain end of the deal. So, maybe next week we'll give him a question about kind of – Probably, probably his general thoughts yeah. of the season. Yeah, I think it'll be a good good deal. And I mean, it's 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 no biggie, you know. It's just it happens. It's just at this crazy point in the year, it's the end of the season. Everything's winding down. Just stuff happens. But I mean, favorite week of the year for me, Kenny. I, I, I this is the week I look most forward to throughout the year, the state championship week and the Texas high school football playoffs. And this has been a really really fun season so far. Again, this won't be our last episode. We'll probably do like a season recap or yep. something next week as well for you guys. But it, it, it's it's a fun week. But again, it's a sad week because the the season's officially coming to a close. But I mean, it, it'll be fun. We'll enjoy this last week of Texas high school football. And if you can if you can make it out to AT and T Stadium for at least one of the days, go go out and get just immerse yourself in the environment and just and experience it because this is the best of the best playing yep. each other in the state championship. It's fun. I've, I've been there. This will be my sixth year mm-hmm. and it's a blast. Yeah, I'm really, really this will be my third time going. I'm really, really excited. I look forward to this every single year. It's going to be really, really fun. But that will do it for us for the state championship edition of the Central Texas Football Podcast, episode 18 of the CTFP. Thanks again for tuning in today. For Kenny Heath, my name is Ryan Fox, and enjoy the state championships of the Texas High School football season. We'll talk to you all next week.